Hello, everybody. This is Christine, and uh, this is going to seem a little unusual because we're just getting into Act 1 of Mask of the Pirate Queen on your side, but on the hero side, we have a bit of a buffer and actually have already finished recording Act 1. Uh, we are working on decreasing our lead time uh, that way we're a little bit more in line with y'all. But the fact remains, we're going to be doing our first discussion episode for Mask of the Pirate Queen soon. And so uh, we wanted to toss it out to y'all in case um, you had any uh, questions uh, regarding the characters, regarding the adventure or experiences, you name it. Uh, if you have any questions you want to contribute to that discussion then you can send them over to heroes at com. With that business out of the way, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, I recognize that face. You're in trouble, aren't you? Well, I'll take you out to the Outer Rim, but I don't think it's going to do you much good. Why? Well, there's a new bounty hunting group. You haven't heard? There's a two-faced Twi'lek and a pugilist droid If I were you, I'd do my best to avoid The Salonian captain and the gandroid tech Better watch your back or you're gonna get wrecked The riding on the sky on fire Heading to the edge of the empire Your number's up and now you gotta pay Running from the heroes of the Hadian Way Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way. Energized by their time off and Barrowin's homemade biscuits, the crew of the Sky on Fire get back to business. A blast from their foggy past Vinlana is a representative for the Zon Consortium, tasked with finding a solution to their current pirate problem, the Veiled Sorority, as led by the Masked Queen. The pay is good, and Barrowin is suspicious, but Cav thinks they should go for it. Final negotiations net them a large retainer, leads, and a contract for the end of one pirate queen. But how are they going to find someone known only by a mask? Find out in this week's episode, An Exchange of Resources. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Our current adventure is Mask of the Pirate Queen. This is Act 1, Episode 2. And I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. Dear Biscuit Baron, It is with great sorrow that this scand is writing this letter. Cav and Biscuit Baron have been together for a long time, and have shared many good times, and you have comforted Cav through many bad times. This scand will especially miss the Levara candy rolls each life day, but now this scand has a new source of biscuits, a cheaper source of biscuits, and a closer source of biscuits so this Gan will not be visiting you as often. This Gan hopes Biscuit Baron understands and does not suffer too much from the loss of business. This Gan misses you. Love, Cav. Does Cav know how corporations work? <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're very close, okay? This is one-sided. <laughs> Brandon?
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how I can respond to that, but also introduce Bar- who Barrowin is. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't envy you. <laughs> I do this to Brandon every time. I'm Barrowin, and I am Cav's new source of biscuits. It's true. It is true. Good evening. My name is Billy, and I would like to introduce you to my new friend. This is 3B, a lagomorph. Look at his lovely little ears. Pet the bunny. <laughs> Billy's just holding it really close to Vistrano's face. Damn it, you're throwing me off because we're going to talk about biscuits. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We can still talk about biscuits. I'll show no, no, no. I, I can readjust. I can readjust to bunnies. <clears throat> Are you intending for me to. You, you know sh- Sure. I'll. I'm, I'm Vistrano and I'm. I'm now petting the. Lagomorph. I do like its color. Such a vibrant shade. I am partial to blue. So is Billy. So we're all big, just a blue set of buddies right there. Bunny buddies. Blue buddies? To learn more about our characters, we get one hero to ask another a question. Today, we'll get Vastrano to ask. It's Vastrano's very first question, so... No pressure. Ask a good one. We get to see who Vastrano likes best. Oh, well, it's not a matter of who I like best, of course. I was just primarily very interested in, in our friend Freebo. Uh, Ribo. Uh, yes? You, you know, we've not yet had the chance to speak at length since I arrived. And I'd been curious if uh, if being a pilot is what you want to be when you grow up. Yes, yes. I, I really like piloting. Uh, when I get my hands on the control yoke and go into outer space, that's that's when everything else just falls away and I become one with the ship. And then going to other places, it's really interesting puzzles on how to get there in as quick as possible and getting through all the little places where everyone says you can't it's really really fun and sometimes really dangerous that's 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 really excellent and i think that you'll be very very good you you are no i mean not will be you are very good i that's not what i meant um yes it's it's always good to have a goal <laughs> smooth starting today's episode the camera's pans down from the ceiling of the lounge area of the sky on fire, showing the five heroes seated at various chairs around the open area, all discussing the new bounty in which they have recently signed on for. So, everyone, we've got a few different options. Does any Have anybody heard of this veiled sorority, though? I've been pondering that question myself. Uh, Betor Barrowin, if you'll give me a moment to think. I've not, I'm I'm sorry. Alright, so this will be a two purple, one red, knowledge underworld type check. Uh, So are we doing this as a group? I was generally assuming so. Billy, I have four intellect to contribute to this. Right, I've got two ranks in underworld, anybody else? Nope. No. I just have three intellect. Uh, only my droids, but the minion group works weird if it assists. You have to assist it, not the other way around. Uh, uh, okay. Um, do we want to flip a point back? Just start it early? Sure. Because yeah, imagine what could happen if we fail this roll. Hold on a well, second. Oh, wait, wait. Those difficulty dice, like, really, D1. What are you doing? Why do you hate us so? No, I'm sorry. I'm only naturally enforcing. I don't know um, anything about anything about anything ever. Or actually, can I make a suggestion? 
Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, for our group roll, which ended up being double destiny, three yellow, green, red, two purple, three failure, three advantage. Can it actually be a, like an erased memory? <laughs> Billy's going through her mental her mental uh, Rolodex and is like, there's just, just this blank spot. File not found. I actually do kind of like that idea. Well, on the other hand, you do have two advantage things. Or two advantage <laughs> things, really bad. Well, they are things. You do have two advantage, so... <laughs> uh, I could give you a tiny bit of, like, semi-related stuff. You may not know anything about, like, the Vale's Rorty uh, specifically, but, like, in general, you might know things like since they're a pirate organization, they're probably preying on other criminal organizations because it's an easy matter of choice. Like, no one really cares about going after other criminal organizations. It's like, oh, the bad guys are going after the other bad guys. Ooh. So it's a great way of keeping the uh, Imperials off of them. One thing of note that has come up time and time again with the Veiled Sorority that Their general inner workings are not really well known, but there is sort of one person who is out ahead on the Veiled Sorority. Like, for the Zon Consortium, you've got Tiber Zon. For uh, the Veiled Sorority, you've got the Pirate Queen. And the Queen is always wearing pretty much the same getup. Every now and then, it looks like it's gone to a new, like, the Queen's gone to a new tailor, but the helmet is always the same. I feel like my perspective on this situation has shifted somewhat because of seeing Into the Spider-Verse last night. (laughs) Just seems poignant. I'm not quite sure how to take that. We'll discuss after. Okay, so what what I get from my advantage is nobody really cares about pirates because they they attack pirates, so it's just pirates that care. And then... The Imperials aren't caring about the pirates as long as they prey on, like, smugglers. If the pirates start going after legitimate cargo, then the Imperials are going to start caring. But as long as they're going after someone like the Zon Consortium, eh, the Imperials could, like, show up, or they might not. Because, well, it's like this crime family going after that crime family. Does it really hurt anyone? Yeah, the Zon Consortium is big enough that they might have certain Imperial governors in their pockets or something, though. Yeah, but in this case, they're trying to nip something in the bud early, as opposed to... Uh, let it get to the point where like open warfare has to happen, and they try and subvert things. Uh, I have a question for Ben. Okay. Can I encouraging words this? Interesting. It doesn't actually do anything for the test. Uh, it just encouraging words when an ally in short range fails a check, I may suffer a strain to assist the ally's next check this encounter which I know Billy may not make another check this encounter uh, as an out-of-turn incidental. I would go with yes. Okay, cool. That like, it is viable. So what um, what I'll do is, is Billy will kind of mull this over. I feel as though perhaps I should know more than I do. However, what we can assume is that if the pirates are not preying upon more legitimate freight, the Imperials will have very little information on them because they will not care. And it and it goes back to this their leader and that mask of hers. It's very unique and very specific. That seems to be all I can I can discover at this time. Uh as as my encouraging words, Barrowin will she'll lay lay a paw on Billy's shoulder and say, 
There's nothing wrong with not knowing something, Billy. The galaxy's a big place, and there's a lot of things to know. <laughs> and I believe in you. Thank you, Betoy Barrowin. Mastrano just raises an eyebrow. It's okay. This is Barrowin's leadership style. I shall endeavor to expand my horizons in a metaphorical sense, and perhaps know more in the future. Possibly in this encounter. So, which lead is the crew going to follow first? Uh, the fence was nearest the spaceport? Actually, Billy brings up a very good point. Going to the closest location would probably be the most optimal route. That works for me. Unless, is there a chance that the sorority would want to eliminate loose ends? Why would that change our destination? Because surely the fence could be considered one of said loose ends. Perhaps, but Graveland was a minion of the sorority. Cav is fine with either destination. Cav is simply playing... Devil's advocate. Um, yeah, so I was trying to think of a Star Wars term for that. That's not why I said, um... <laughs> Deveronian's advocate. <laughs> hey, there's some very nice Deveronians out there. Oh, so you're suggesting that we go to the place that you think is in the most danger of, of changing if we choose an alternate location first. Do we have um, a specific location on Graf? Uh, Graf is supposed to be in the local slum. As a quick sort of uh, semi-edit back in, we have discovered his current whereabouts. A dwelling in the local slum. His information is surely outdated, but we have, but he may have viable intel. The other option is we begin at the fence and perhaps obtain more specific or more updated information regarding Graf from our first stop. Or we could go search. Either seems a fair option. That is fair. When the crew gets a chance, Cav would also like to check out this Sororinet. Cav may be able to uncover a few things from it that that the crew may not be able to uncover from either Graf or Crizo. They're all on our list. As as much as I don't like admitting it, I think Cav has a point though. Ouch. Okay. Cav is not insulted. This is not the first time Barrowin has said that. It will not be the last. Uh, so Barrowin is proposing that the crew does go after Grav first. Well, you're right. If if he left on bad terms, he might have an accident soon, knowing how pirates work sometimes. I don't mean a real accident. It's a fake accident. We understood. Thank you. There is another option. The crew could split up. Like we did back on uh, Formos. That worked quite well. Yeah. That happened. How likely does Barrowin think the crew is to encounter trouble, Cav asks? Well, we are dealing with pirates. I mean, on Formos, we just had a vague sense of maybe a drug smuggler was watching us, but he was small time. This time we're going up against... Something much bigger and potentially much more aggressive. So Cav should be prepared. Cav knows what to do. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cav starts to get up. <laughs> Vistrano does that thing where he kind of points his finger up and is almost about to say something and then just doesn't, sits back. Uh, Vistrano? I, I just, I didn't want... Uh, Cav, I, I think that... I think that... Well, I mean... There's only four, maybe five of us, and I don't... I, I can't really think of a very good uh, split of us that would be very safe. I mean, I'm sure 
Billy can hold her own, but... So can Barrowin and Cav. The crew has three competent fighters. That is more than enough from Cav's standing. All right, all right then. I mean, yes, whatever... You've been at this much longer than I have. What You know, whatever you all deem appropriate, is, I'll, I'll go with. Although, Vestrano does raise a point. If the crew does split up, Billy should probably be one of the people to go after Graf. Just in case. I am willing to participate however I am directed. If only there were someone with the authority to just make a decision. Oh, wait. Yes, Captain? I think we should check out this, uh... Graf guy first. Uh, Cav, Cav's right. He may be in danger. But Cav's also wrong. We should go together. <laughs> very well, Captain. And Cav throws up like a, a very sloppy salute. And then Cav disappears into Cav's quarters. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Has Cav taken the opportunity to introduce you to her new weapon, Captain? Her what? That's when Cav comes back out with a couple things in hand, one of which is like kind of a little bandolier sort of thing. One of which is the like long package that Cav had brought in uh, before that's uh, still wrapped up. And uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to do this. Uh, Then it's probably like like a poncho or something that's definitely not going to successfully conceal (laughs) this thing, but Cav thinks it might. <laughs> and Cav's like sits. Is, is Cav wearing a mumu? And Cav sets these items down, and uh, that's when Cav first tries to see if Cav can like put the package into the like bandolier little holster, like not a little, a long holster on the back. Can't and goes ahead and starts unwrapping it. Barrowin, Cav has brought an honest of the force blaster rifle aboard this ship. It is pared down to about Cav's size, so it wouldn't be that large to say Barrowin or somebody, but it's kind of large to Cav and seems a little bulky. Cav seems to be kind of clumsy with it. Currently, it is just like plain black. Cav hasn't had a chance to paint it yet. Uh, It's also a little little odd. It has these sort of a lot of large cooling vents uh, up and down the barrel that seem a little, little atypical for a rifle of this size. Now, when you say a blaster rifle, do you mean um, a sort of standard blaster rifle or more of a heavy blaster rifle? I understand it's cut down, but what does it look like it used to be? It probably looks like it used to be a carbine or something that's been heavily modified from there, adding bits and pieces. Okay. Uh, it also is sort of a large like cocking lever on the underside. The way I kind of picture it, think of like a futuristic like mare's leg, if you're familiar with like... Zoe's weapon from Firefly or uh, like from the weapon from Desperado, I think it is, or whatever. Weapon from uh, Terminator 2 as well. It pops up in a lot of places. It's actually kind of famous. So I kind of see it like that, but with more bits and pieces added. There is a scope on it <laughs> uh, as well. I didn't remember the scope. Cav goes ahead and starts securing it into the, like, the holster of the bandolier and starts trying to figure out how to put this thing on. Perhaps you should don the bandolier first. And then place the weapon. Barrowin probably breathes a an audible sigh of relief. She was expecting something much worse. <laughs> expecting something with fire? What did she expect? Yes, like a flame projector. <laughs> or a um, missile tube. Billy was aware of the restrictions. I have been assured there is technically no fire. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Cab is not looking at Barrowin and Billy as they're having this conversation. And Freebo's just off in a corner dying from laughter, eating wasabi peas. Because <laughs> Freebo knows everything. Cav, do you think do you think you can hide that better? Yes. Cav yes. puts on the poncho, but you can sort of see a bulge at the top and a bulge at the bottom. For diagonally. <laughs> it just is a very oddly shaped carapace, clearly. Can you can you break it down? Maybe no. In the pieces, put it in a box, like a like a clue horn case. Ooh, Cav doesn't have a clue horn case. Cav can't play the clue horn, Barrowin. But that would be an amazing disguise for it. Okay. <laughs> Barrowin said to be ready for trouble. You're right. This is what I asked for. Um. Well, everybody, Cav has a blaster rifle. Uh, you should also get whatever things you think are necessary, given this new information. <laughs> I believe I shall leave my axe behind. However, I will go prepare as well. Well, uh, we'll leave in five. Does, Does this punch whatever make five fat? Means? I believe it is actually the weapon that would do that, dear. Oh, your cab needs to paint it. What color is the poncho? Every color. Uh... It's probably just something like super ugly right now, like a kind of like molted like gray green kind of thing. It's it's not like some kind of like camo or something. <laughs> uh, no, I think that's even too colorful. Right now. it's like the plainest thing you've probably seen come from Cav's closet. So it's actually I don't a tarp. Think it came from Cav's closet. <laughs> it's a tarp with a hole cut in it. Okay, so five minutes pass. There's Freebo at the top of the ramp, waving to the four of you as you're walking off. Is is he holding Freebie? Yeah. Like, in one arm, the other arm waving. Three bees in, yeah. Like, waves. <laughs> I love heads, it. Waves. Billy's pleased. Um, is this place close enough that we can reasonably walk, or should we get an Uber? The sharing economy hasn't really come to Salukamai. So, if you're wanting to, like, rent a speeder, that would totally work. I mean, if the distance is walkable, we'll just walk. Like, it is walkable, it'll just take a bit of time. Uh, you'd be arriving, like, mid to late afternoon, I'm figuring. I really I really should have put those repulsors in my feet. Then you guys could just, like, sit on my shoulders, and we could skate. Next time. Cav, how hard would it be to install a transformation cog in Billy, so that she can just turn into a land speeder? Cav is willing to give it a try. Droids in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Billy will start striding towards the place. Since we did get a decent payout payoff from uh, negotiating, I wouldn't mind seeing what just renting a speeder for a day or so would be so that we can get between these places quickly if we need to. Near the spaceport, there is Traveler Speeder, the best ride. And, like, you can the sign on it above the, uh, yeah, the sign above the parking lot is Traveler Speeders, the best ride in Silicamai if you can make it off the lot in, like, really tiny letters. And there's a basilisk done up in a, a relatively well-fitting suit, but, like, yeah. Yeah, sir. There this speeder right here get you all around to Lucamo with nary a problem. Right as rain after the last incident. Don't mean no mind and to the little stain in the back. I assure you there's no contentments in there. It's 100 credits per day. And there's a nominal extra fee for and deposit for taking it outside the city to any of the countryside or craters. 
none of our locations are outside the city, are they? Not currently. Okay. Uh, I think we can just deal with the uh, the normal fees. Um, let's. Uh, I'll I'll pass him two hundred credits for two days. Why? Well, thank you. And then you get a fairly standard land speeder that uh, seats five. That'll work. Cab grins. Who is going to drive? <laughs> Probably you, right? Yeah, Barrowin will motion vaguely at the driver's seat for Cav to do what Cav will do. Cav gleefully runs towards the speeder, opens the door, forgets about the rifle, kind of hits sort of where the rifle doesn't <laughs> fit, and Cav fumbles for probably a good minute to get the poncho and the bandolier off, get them secured inside, and climb into the driver's seat. I think Vestrano will sort of beckon to the to the passenger seat and uh, Captain, the front is all yours. I think that's best. Yeah. <laughs> Baron will probably be in the passenger seat by the time Cav actually manages to get into the speeder. That's fair. Actually, probably everybody will be is, in the is speeder, it, is it, it sounds um, like. Is it an open, like, Luke's just basically a convertible? Open convertible? That's kind of what I was envisioning. Just wondering, because I'm just picturing Billy trying to fit in something with a roof, since she's got so much torso. Yeah, I was just generally figuring that it would descend. He was right on top. I was actually thinking about doing the I'm... 3PO and R2 just kind of on the back. I was thinking about doing the I'm too cool to sit in the actual seat and sit on the back with my feet on the seat, but I'll I'll just sit like a normal rider. Well, once we're all in, Cav, take us to the place. Cav moves the seat all the way up. That way Cav can reach the appropriate pedals and stuff, powers it on, and... uh, is actually going to try, try to drive uh, pretty carefully for Cav out to the slums. All right. Traffic's actually pretty light. It's fairly standard city driving. Nothing, like, it's not too dense. It's not, uh, it's not bad enough that I'm thinking that you'd need to actually roll for it. So it takes about 30 minutes with all the start, start and go traffic. When you get into the area, it looks relatively run down like as Venlana had described uh, this was this is the local slum and even on the like local uh, map app it's called the Warrens and it's you're heading towards the eastern wall of the city's crater dwellings within consist of eroding stone and cracked Farrakreek tenements with Networks of tunnels and caves carved into the sandstone of the crater wall. As you travel into the worn, you see the poor and working rushing and frazzled in their daily life. And you see people in several different gang colors sticking out different places. You even see a pickpocket do their work ahead of you as you uh, drive. Cav will admit Barrowin was right in having the crew travel together to this place. As you're driving along, you see, as you pull up to Graf's residence, you see a single-room prefab house that shows decades of wear. The exterior is scrawled with graffiti, and, and the alloy outer door is marked with a single black X that has been repainted several times over. Do we know what that means? Or does it just look like it's a design? Uh, no, it looks like someone's essentially taking a spray can to it. If you want to give me a uh, 
let's go with a purple and a red knowledge underworld or streetwise check. Well, streetwise. I hung out with a lot of disreputable people for a long time, so. I have green two yellows. Let's see if the dice still hate me. It's a red and a purple. Yeah, but remember the previous roll. Three failures. That was gross, okay? Still hurting a little from that. Uh, so that's a success and two advantage. Looking at that, you can tell that this is a mark showing that it's under a gang's protection. Like, you can see a few other, the next unit over and the unit over from that, also marked with X's. And you can tell the cat, whichever gang runs this section, seems to have this house under protection. This and a couple of others nearby? Yeah. And a little bit down the uh, block, like two doors down, you see a group in red vests leaning against posts, sitting on steps. You can see a big Nikto leaning against one of the land speeders as a little bit. Yeah, one of the land speeders as parked there. It's sort of lean. He's the Nikto's leaning up against one of these sharp edged land speeders. As the four of you are stepping out of the land speeder, you can see a couple of them like slap each other and take a look. Cav thinks Akura's problem. problem. Maybe don't shoot it yet. Cav is not shooting. Oh, but why would Cav shoot yet? Billy's gonna walk over and knock on the door politely. Would Berwin like Cav to stay by the speeder? Berwin mostly wants you to stay by your gun, which is in the speeder. Berwin will go, like, join Billy, but Billy's on point here. As the, like, as you're walking up to the door, one of them will call out, Hey there! You look like you're lost. Nope, we're good! Which way are you going there, Big Fuzz? What do you call me? You're on the bloody Telos turf, and it looks like you've got you have enough on you to pay the tax, Matt. Now, hand over the credits, and there won't be no trouble now. And with that, you can see the rest of the group starting to stand up. Okay, is anybody scary? Well, there's a Nikto, otherwise it's more of like a group or two. Has anybody responded to Billy's knocking? Through the door, which doesn't open, Billy can kind of hear, Yeah, what you want? I don't need nothing, so why y'all here? I would like to facilitate the exchange of useful resources. What? May I please speak with you? Has the gang been begun to approach? Uh, yes, I have. At this point, I would say that they are at, after approaching, they're currently at about medium range. This gang doesn't know who it's messing with. This gang would be wise to turn around and leave. Oh my goodness. Cav is sort of like stood up a bit in the speeder. Cav has a hand on the rifle, but the rifle's still kind of like underneath, uh, like still sort of lowered on the like floor of the, the uh, speeder where they can't see it yet. All right. I'm kind of wanting a coercion check from that. Sure. Fully understanding that Cav has like at least three purple or three green in it. All right, so that is going to be against a purple and a red. Okay, I'm going to spend a light side point because I can. On the one hand, I want you to succeed at this. On the other hand, I want you to fail at it so I can encouraging words you. <laughs> okay, Cav failed with two advantages. We are on fire. I'm going to encouraging words, Cav. So what does that do? Nothing until you make another check this encounter. Okay. Uh, all right. I need to make a note. You have encouraging words, me. Uh, so I I want to spend those uh, those two the two advantages here. Uh, 
Oh, what's a good idea? Because obviously they're not intimidated by Cav at this point. Maybe they're not intimidated, but they're not worried. Off put. Or they're overconfident. I, I could see either or. I could see them being like put off by the fact we're an unusual group traveling uh, in this part of the city. I could also see them lowering their guard because it's a Hawaiian shirted gand who's threatening them. A droid politely knocking on a door. A Salonian and Vestrano is... Uh, uh, where is Vestrano? Sitting politely in the back. Um... After Vestrano witnesses that, well, Vestrano was sort of just standing kind of behind Billy, but Vestrano's going to turn so that he is side by side with Cav at this point. Okay, so out of curiosity, Vestrano, you're wearing your new lab coat, correct? Which is like shoulder to knees, grubby whitish lab coaty. Would you say you look prim or nerdy? Or threatening? I think Vistrano probably always looks. That's, that's kind of what I was getting from the, the way you presented him. But I'm right, overconfident. So yeah, I'll go with they're overconfident. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. All right. When it's when it's clear that uh, Cav has not succeeded per se on account of their own host throwing weapons. Yeah, Barrowin will just kind of be like. You just uh, you just stick to it, Cav. You're doing a really good job um, handling this situation. And that's my encouraging words. Yeah, I had been sort of. I wasn't sure if that uh, the the advantage had been resolved because I was going to talk as soon as I was sure that you guys were done uh, dealing with that. Yeah, they are definitely overconfident. If there's any words I can want to say before initiative, please do. Gentlemen, and Vistarno uh, sort of stands up as as tall as possible. Do you really think that a group of people that that looks like us would come here for no good reason and without the means to defend ourselves? Do you really want to do this? We don't know what to think. There you are, nice rented speeder, good-looking clothes, very nifty-looking droid there. Looks like y'all have much, much more affluency than what we do around here. So... If you'd be as kind as to share the wealth, then for being on the bloody Thelos territory, in which case this is the Nikto talking, and at the very end of that just grins amazingly wide. Cav should grin back. Yeah, it'll show him. Yep. <laughs> I, I think think Cav is, because Cav has several plans. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh initiative yeah is this now here's here's the important thing for me is this uh because we were aware of this is this have to be cool or is vigilance still an option um no this one just screams all cool okay don't worry guys i got a success okay sure i guess i'm just good at initiative in this game our initiative order currently is one npc Two PCs, one NPC, two PCs, and an NPC. Yes, we have a pattern. <laughs> Corellia, we have a pattern. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate to kill these guys and take them out of that nice, satisfying initiative order. Okay, so we have an NPC going first. In which case, I'm really figuring it's going to be the Nikto, who is going to be pulling out a. It looks like a large club, like 
kind of like old school baseball bat type uh, club with spikes on it. Nice. So they're going to be coming up and they are going to be attempting. Yeah, they're going to be attempting to go at Billy because. What? <laughs> as confident as everyone else is, there is this big, like, six, seven foot tall droid. How do I go about getting defense, guys? I'd like to have defense at some point in my life. It's mostly equipment, uh, armor, or weapons. Did I have something? Things? Oh, I'm fearsome, so as soon as he's engaged with me, he has to uh, make a fear check. Uh, how many ranks in fearsome do you have? One! Which he succeeds. Alright, so this guy with his big club is coming in and trying to smack into Billy with... And I'm assuming from the previous discussion, there is no uh, melee defense. No. So, doing two purple with their two yellow and one green. And so it begins. Doing a grand total of... Eat damage, and then minusing your soak to it. So your soak is like four or five. Uh, five. Yeah. So you actually take three damage. Yep. One advantage. I'm thinking that as they're finishing their follow through, they're looking back. Like they've now completely changed their position, and they're looking back to the rest of the group. So they're looking into the door of the rented landspeeder and yells out rifle oh jerk you yell that rifle <laughs> uh the nikto because it spotted your gun because it's standing right next to me can i please this is very dramatically appropriate because i was going to reveal it anyway <laughs> yeah since they don't have another turn until after we have a few i think i don't think it's going to ultimately save them much trouble okay a few things are going to happen uh, right before the Nikto yells, Cav is going to uh, sort of click and buzz to Cav's droids and tell them to scatter. K1 doesn't have to be told twice. She's already was in the process of moving away from Cav when Cav started <laughs> to threaten them. Uh, the little baby droids are a little bit slower to sort of detach and move away. Uh, the enemies have moved to short range, hadn't they? They were still at medium, I thought, except for this guy. Yeah, they're still at medium. This guy's now at short range, but is engaged with Billy. Okay, if they're still at medium, then we don't have to worry about the little yellow droid firing randomly. Uh, also, since no blaster's been fired yet. Maybe that droid should stay on the ship. <laughs> uh, so, so they start just, they're just using their, their turn to move away, but then Cav is, uh, right as the Nikto yells out, Rifle! Cav lifts up this weapon, like, brings it to Cav's shoulder, uh, flicks off the safety, and the weapon begins to hum loudly. And Cav says, Say hello to the crate's breath. Ben, uh, Cav's looking for sort of a large concentration of these guys. Is there perhaps a minion group? There, one could say two minion groups. Left side or right side. Okay, Cav is going to fire at the left side. Gotcha. Uh, first, Brandon, what does encouraging words do? So the next the next test you make this encounter, uh, pending Ben's approval according to like sense, uh, I am able to assist as an out of turn incidental. I'm not entirely certain on how you're assisting, but I'm totally for it. Well, the moral support from earlier. So you know, what would Baron that be in this case? In her. Uh, a boost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. 
A couple of things are going to happen here because I would like this to be awesome. Or at least, or horrifying. One, I would go. You would like the potential for it to be awesome. I'm going to spend a destiny point. Yeah. I'm very certain that this is going to be full of awe. (laughs) uh and i'm going to uh i'm going to double aim ben take the strain and sure because you've got quick draw right i I do not have quick draw do you want me to use a maneuver to essentially have braced the weapon since i only had one hand on it before yeah like yeah that's kind of what i was envisioning all right sadly only one extra boost uh because i i didn't i didn't have the chance to mod this thing to give it accurate yet yet uh okay i guess that's everything so one yellow two green two blue versus uh, i guess two purple uh, with this being the initial firing i'm really thinking that i should have against one purple one red okay on account of they're standing nice. next to a speeder two successes and one advantage sadly not two advantages which makes me sad uh, so this thing fires and this very like jagged orange looking blaster bolt shoots out of this thing, the barrel glowing red hot. And uh, that minion group is going to take 11 damage, Ben, uh, as it hits them. And it's not enough to uh, to do its special quality, uh, but the, the bolt seems to sort of tear through people pretty dramatically. All right. Yeah, then the bolt... Because, yeah, we're sort of calling this, like, just one bolt going into them and sort of exploding. So, in that case, this is going to be, uh, like, sort of in their front line. Because there's five of them to either side. And in the front line of two of them, all of a sudden there's, like, this huge upkick of dirt and asphalt and ferrocrete. And then when uh, everyone comes around, you can see... One of them is laying on the ground, and another one is uh, has their right side bloodied. Uh, the one on the ground, his clothes are burning a little bit. Cav then cocks that lever on the bottom, and a whole bunch of like mist-like heat shoots out of those cooling vents around Cav. And that'll be Cav's turn. If there are no objections to my going next, I would... Go for it. Do. So, the order of how everything went... Um, then Mr. Arno is going to simply crack his knuckles, do that sort of head tilt thing where he also cracks his neck, and then just, I want them, and immediately wheel around and uh, just punch the one that is going for Billy just right in the face. All right. They have no melee defense like the Billy. So... That will be yours versus um, two purples. Yes. Oh, it's okay. Oh, no. For the listeners, what did you get? Well, I got <laughs> I got three whole failures. That was really neat. And uh, three advantage as well. So that's fantastic. I should not have typed in chat that I'm ready to kick butt. No, the the dice roller just hates us, love. That's just the way this is. As this is my first combat, I I could probably use some assistance uh, sorting out what I am supposed to do with this, if possible. So so you're missing, or maybe the punch lands, but not enough to deal damage. But you have three advantages, so something else beneficial might have happened. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough to like deny this guy his weapon, but that I know eventually is a possibility. It could pass on a boost to an ally. You could have hit him hard enough to give him a setback die because you rattle his you know cage a little bit. As it happens, um, uh, you could recover strain with them if you need to. Those are the kind of core effects. Are you just uh, using your fists? I I was yes. <laughs> I would go with it. Would be enough to make him drop his weapon. All right, well, then, that sounds good. I, I like to think that I at least looked pretty cool with the coat sort of, you know, flaring out behind me and, uh, you know, a little bit of a woof of a punch, but maybe the weapon does drop. That that sounds like a good consolation prize. Bastrado, you don't have a weapon! Cav calls out to seeing the doctor running up on that person. So maybe you shouldn't tell our enemies that. Just throw that out there. I mean, I think they can tell, right? Like, <laughs> also, it's not true. I I think it's more more Cav being shocked a little bit in the moment. Can I encouraging words this? <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> mom. Uh, you're taking strain each time you do this, don't you? Yes. I don't even care. Okay, this one I'm gonna go with no because I just can't really see how because. It, with everything going on, it's kind of distracting. Unless you can come up with a way. Like, tell me a story and I'm there for it. But off the top of my head, I'm going with no. Well, you know, all that happens now is that I activate encouraging words. And next time, maybe it does something. Um, Since Baron was near Billy in the first place, Barrowin's also standing right there. So she's nearby um, to what Vastrano's doing. And given that Cav just observed that Vistrano doesn't have a weapon, I feel like Barrowin could easily be like, it's okay, Cav. He doesn't need one. Okay, I will. I'll go with that, sure. Yeah, GM discretion does apply on the whether the next thing Vistrano does is valid for Barrowin to assist with. So I might just spin this strain for no real result. This one does sort of make sense. And yeah, I can also see with like the whiffing part getting yeah. yeah also considering i'm probably going to go into melee with this guy um oh yeah because your melee is actually as disturbing as the doctor's i feel sorry for the nicto so we have an npc i'm gonna go with the group of now four is going to attempt to dive into cover and in behind a land speeder and shoot at the wily gand who is shooting at them does the speeder grant me any kind of defense since I'm still kind of like behind it, I'll go with yes. Okay, because I'm fine with with Barrowin's rental getting shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also okay with it. I don't think that contract said anything about paying for damages, and if it did, we'll just leave the planet really fast. Ben, uh, I'm gonna make this a little bit more difficult for you. So get a red, and you got that setback. Yeah, they're diving in behind cover, so that uses their action or their move. Oh, no. I guess we won't actually have a speeder to return. Ben, for the listeners, what did you get? <laughs> These four, firing wildly at Kev, have gotten three success and one triumph. And you know what? I kind of like what Leslie was saying. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, no, it's not exploding. On the other hand, the, bla- the uh, triumph... I'm not going with a crit. Uh, damage is nine before soak. And 
the triumph is they also hit the uh, speeder and the speeder is now on fire. Like the dash. Okay. Well, this is the opposite of what Cav was hoping. That... So I played this up before because Cav, Cav thought Cav knew what it was like to get shot. Because Cav got hit by a glancing blow of the holdout blaster once. Cav's never been shot before till now. This is what getting shots like. Uh, so what this bolt probably like hits Cav in the side. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Cave one's kind of floated away, so you don't really hear uh, like the translations beginning fainter as Cav's gone, and K one does not translate whatever horrid like like crackling buzz Cav emits as this bolt hits Cav. And Cav sort of like stumbles a bit, like Cav's sort of like standing up a bit in the speeder and sort of like stumbles down, almost like falling to the, the floor of the, the speeder. Uh, as Cav has taken half of Cav's wounds. Honestly, that was a lot lower than I figured. All right. So now we are on to two PCs, which left we have Billy and we have Berwin. Uh, may I, Billy? I mean, unless you have something that you want, really want to do. Yeah, no, do your thing. Yeah, seeing uh, seeing Cav take this pretty hard hit, uh, Berwin is going to glance back at the Vestrano situation that she had been planning to help with. Uh, probably just fin- sort of finger guns to Vestrano and say, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and likely abandon her encouraging words and uh, close to short range with the minion groups. She'll just kind of uh, vault over, I assume, some sort of railing or something that's up the stairs to the door or something, just so she has something to vault over. Um, jacket, you know, or, or nomad coat kind of flowing in the breeze. Too strained to draw her pistol. And then start shooting up the group that um, hasn't acted yet, probably. Perfect. So they're standing out, no cover. They're at short range to you. Have at them. They're at one purple. Or easy. This is good, so I'm going to use our last light side point for now. Um, so that's ominous. Grenade? Oh, wait, no, you drew a you drew a blaster, not a... Drew a blaster. I have grenades, but they're mostly non-lethal and stuff. I want to save them for things we don't want to escape. Whereas these guys, if they run away, I will let them. Uh, all right, Berwin's uh, Model 80 has been modified since the last time she used it uh, because of Cav's uh, tinkering. So the grip is now nice and nice and contoured to a Salonian paw. And I don't know what a blaster actuating module does to the appearance of a blaster, but it has one of those too. Well, that's a little bit of a bummer. But <laughs> what do you get? Uh, I got one success and one advantage, but good news. The crit on this thing is uh, one. <laughs> uh, so the first shot is a blaster bolt just like, you know, right right between the eyes of one guy. Um, so crit. And then the damage from just the successes is 10. <laughs> uh, this is why it's good to have a technician. This is Cav's fault. Yep. All right. So the first shot of the halo blaster fire that Berwin gives out takes one of them right between the eyes. And in the ensuing hail of blaster uh, bolts, a second one goes down as they're just trying to look around at the ones who are shooting at them. Seeing uh, Berwin there sort of crouching, lining up on a knee, I'm assuming, shooting at them. And oh yeah, almost certainly. After diving over the ra- or diving over the railing, 
And yeah, now there are two of the two from that group lying on the ground, and the other ones are looking somewhat panicked. And now we have a Billy. Alright, so Billy will just look at the Nikto and say, You should have listened to Betwork Have and punch him in the face. So it's going to be one purple, one red. I hope someday some poor hapless NPC gets like disarms us and puts us in a room thinking that that's enough to make us not dangerous. <laughs> and that's when the three of you just start punching your way out and then Cav tries. That's correct. And that's when we punch, learn punch, the super gan punching power as well. Just when holding back this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, Matt mentioned it's actually, I'm sure it's extended universe canon and thereby no longer canon anymore, but gan punching through people yeah. at one point or another. Yeah, the first real inclination of Gand was way back in the 90s was like a three-finger punch through Stormtrooper armor. It was great, especially after the Gand, or they used knockout gas that didn't affect the Gand. All right, so with a red against me, let's see what we get. Yellow, yellow, green, red, blue. Blue? No, purple. I'd love a blue. You could aim. I am going to. All right, so with with my tardy blue there, punch him in the face for two success, three advantage. All right, and how much damage does that do? Sadly, um, not as much as I'd love it to do, but it does five, I think. Because it's just brawn plus yeah. successes. Unless, don't you have like fibro knuckles or something? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't claim them, so I don't want to use them. You're a droid. Okay. I'm just... But I but I always thought that I had to draw them anyway. You have to, like, Wolverine claw them, like, pop them out, right? If you want that to be part of the design of Billy, sure. I was unclear. I kind of thought that's the way it was, but just because it, we, it was a discreet okay. weapon. Um, it only would give me a plus one anyway, and I wouldn't have triggered the... Uh, crit if i would have triggered the crit i might have taken you it would have triggered um the so vibro knuckles are a four what i uh, not a vibro knucklers that's like a two vibro knuckles crit four is what my paperwork says so if you want to look it up and fix it later we can since i only got this i didn't use them i'm gonna actually say that billy headbutted him in the face i like that so much you should have listened you should have listened to betor cab Wham! that is just kind of awesome uh, and for my three advantage, uh, what does it take to knock somebody down? I th- just two. Yeah, because it's a brawl weapon. It has knockdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if uh, if it has knockdown, which I think unarmed does by default, I believe it's two. It, I think it has that in Disorient 1. Yeah. What's Disorient 1? It's a setback. Disorient 1 isn't that great. Disorient 2 is where it starts becoming useful. All right, then actually what I will do is I will headbutt him and disorient him. Because, you know, he just got a droid head to the face and set a bouncing boost. All right. That sounds cool. And since I'm a droid, it didn't hurt me. <laughs> so that definitely sort of left his ears ringing. And then this last group is going to dive in for cover and try and do a retaliation shot towards uh, Barrowin. Brant. What's your range defense? I don't have any. We need to work on that, guys. Yeah, only one member of the party does because of a nice coat. 
Which is conveniently the doctor, the one who's going to patch us all up afterwards, right? Right? I mean, if anyone's going to have range defense, right? Ooh. Well, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> all right. Using their oh. blaster pistols and the three of them rolling two yellow against the one purple of Berwin is taking a grand total from the four successes, a grand total of ten damage before soak. On the other hand, they do have two threat. Uh, Baron will suffer seven wounds from that. I like how it's like Bandandoba, a chump, no problem. Random gang, beating us down hard. <laughs> I mean, Doba hurt Barrowin a bit with the axe. I'm going to be honest, Billy's taken some pretty solid hits in the past two. This is a new experience for Cav, okay? All right, what about those two threats? That is the question. They enraged a puffer pig that's hanging out in the speeder they're hiding behind. <laughs> yeah, I am I am open to various uh options, but um if I may posit, could could in their hail of blaster fire they nick a uh trash can or something and knock it over such that Barrowin will now have a little bit of cover? You essentially can spend two threat to get a free maneuver. I know. I'm just trying to make it more interesting than yeah, I totally like that way of describing how Barrowin gets in behind cover. Also, there's a banana peel on my head, but uh, it's fine. Barrowin says that a lot. So, that brings us to the end of the round. We have the ten gang members whittled down to seven. The Nikto has been hit solidly by Billy. Vastrano's in close, trying to knock them out. Kev is next to a speeder next to a land speeder that is set on fire holding the cryot's breath and Berwin is in behind a rolling trash can these are your heroes of the high <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way. And you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, uh, as well as Cav, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and Night with a K. Please send stim packs. <laughs> uh, you can find me, Brandon, uh, and slash or Barrowin, on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. And you can find me and Billy and a lot of really poor life choices on uh, Twitter at GS. And I, Britt Vastrano, and all of his 13 Stimpacks can be found at Atomic Firebird. <laughs> Thank you. They're ours, though. You can't have them. Yeah, no, they're, they're going to be gone we by the time them. you hear me actually say these words. We are all at theheidianway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroesatthehydeanway.com. And if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or I don't have as much emphasis on, on as that. So, or <laughs> you can donate a calf to us at ko-fi. 
dot com slash the Hydean way. A little, a little up and down there. You should just level it out. That's okay. Uh, and I was just dancing in my chair post. too. You just can't see it. It's it's okay to be up and down. A new obligation. It's a big galaxy. Whose is that? And for the obligation today, or for the obligation at this round, we have ha. Huh. All right, Kev. Kev grew by five, thusly taking Sorry, the first twenty-five. I did bad things for the group. That that that's okay. I didn't suffer from my obligation, so I'll suffer from yours. Yeah, uh, the first one I I didn't. Yeah, yeah, didn't suffer from too much. Uh, yeah. So which one activated? All right. So this is Kev and theft. Uh, as as my encouraging words, Barrowin will walk over, put a hand on Billy's shoulder, and say, "There's nothing wrong with not knowing anything, Barrowin or Billy." No. Let me start over. <laughs> is Barrowin confused as to her identity? <laughs> Barrowin got hit on the head. On the way back. That's a very good therapist. This is the confession of a Gand of the Cav Clan. Cav is a thief and a liar. As the Ristavi know, two years ago the Cav Clan was dying of an illness. And two years ago, this Gand ensured not every member did, although all of the clan carry the marks from the disease to this day. Cav confesses to breaking quarantine. Cav confesses to adjusting the oxygen supply on a visiting human vessel, leaving the being tied up and stealing the human ship. Cav confesses to traveling to the centrality region and stealing Bacta from a Zoltine facility. Although Cav was careful to cover Cav's tracks, Cav did not explain where the Bacta came from for fear that repercussions may fall back on the Cav clan. Cav must also confess that Cav never would have come forward if the bounty hunter Zuckus had not discovered Cav's crimes. So yes, Cav is a thief and a liar. But Cav would also like to remind the Rustavi that Cav is a technician, a maker, a licensed bounty hunter, and a certified pilot. If Cav was any other gand, those facts alone would ensure Cav had earned a first name. Add to that the fact that Cav saved a clan from dying when no other clans offered aid. And for any other Gand, there would be discussions of a genuine Jika and the right to first-person pronouns. It is not this Gand's place to tell the Vristavi what judgment to render. Cav has said Cav's part. The rest is up to the Rasavi.